Hello everybody and welcome to the 12th episode of the We Only Do One Take podcast. Kieran Air guitaring in the corner over there. Kieran, right. welcome back for another episode. Well, I'm glad that I am back, <laughs> considering I'm a co-host, and I'm I'm back for the twelfth episode. I know, so. I know, especially coming back off the episode with the Watsonia Bugle. That's that's right. We did have Mr. Bugle or Mrs. Bugle or Mrs. We can't give it away. I was calling him Mr. Bugle the whole time. And me so. too. But let's not get bogged down in details. That's <laughs> that's we we could have done one of those I don't know those voice things where you make them sound deeper than they actually are. Oh, it was pretty deep already. Yeah. She or she. Or she or she. Or let's not hey, hey, it let's could not be assume an it. gender here, people. <laughs> and with us today, the first ever returning guest, apart from Jess, who started as a co host, Niall. Welcome back. Woo! Welcome back, Karen. <laughs> Glad to have you back. <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. Niall. Yeah, it's good to be back. Adiel. Oh yeah, so I can't believe we had so uh, we can't believe we had the What's in Your Bugle on last episode. That was awesome. Um, we got a really good response from that. And I'm, I'm just going to quiz Niall now because he's a number one listener. I've heard he is. Uh, what was Mr. Bugle's uh, international perspective on the Southern China Sea? Uh, there's too many bugles in the Southern China Sea. I'll give, give him partial credit. Yeah, <laughs> he is a lad back. Thanks, guys. Well, everyone, sorry. Let me just get my beverage. Sponsored in by the Fremantle Football Club because it's in the Fremantle Football Club cup holder. Yeah. No, Church, uh, uh, you work at an organisation. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Niall, you work at some kind of organisation. You could call it an organisation. All right. We'll find out whether it's an organisation in a second. Church, does your organisation have what they call one of those grills? (laughs) (laughs) I don't work for Bunnings, mate. (laughs) No, no, you know, one of those sandwich grills. Oh, like a sandwich press. Yeah, that's it. Sandwich press. Yeah, that's different. I think that's subtly different to a grill. Yeah, Yeah. I I just couldn't think of the press name, so I called it a grill. (laughs) I had all week to prepare for this, (laughs) and he couldn't even get the one word right he wants to talk about. This is a great, great start. Thank you very much. Um... (laughs) Yeah, sandwich press or grill. It's not all grill, it's a press. <laughs> Let's establish that now. It's a press. <laughs> anyway. Hey, shut up for a my second. Job, uh, yes, my job... Uh, uh, in my office, there is a sandwich press. How many people's in your office? Uh, 40 to 50. Okay, so 40 to 50. 40 50. On the floor or sharing the one press? Or all sharing the one press. All sharing, okay. Yeah. All right, no, f- fair enough. And it's only, I mean, you know, how many people are going to... Use no, the no, 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 no. I, I mean, you know, yeah, just hear me out, hear me out. And uh, what about on the, the levels below you? How many sandwich presses would be there? I have no idea. I've only worked on like four floors. So, and there's like 40. What's, <laughs> what's the press to floor ratio? The people need to know. I would say that the amount of kitchens that we have, each kitchen would have a press. So I'm going to say one to two kitchens a floor. Uh, I would say, you know, we have 40 floors. I would say half of them do. Uh, half of the floors have two kitchens. Half of the floors have one kitchen. I would go 60. Pressures. Does your organization ever run out of milk? No, because we just go down and get some. I mean, this is really... Do yeah, make you go down and get some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because at my organization, the milk's delivered every Tuesday, so it's... we've got to ration it out till Tuesday. No, government cutbacks, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not ranting about the milk this week. Oh, Niall... Plus, I'm lactose intolerant, so yeah. Oh, know, another that's... flatulence thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, actually, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, Niall, your organisation, does it have a sandwich press? Or grill? Yes, we do. Where? In the back office. We've got one. No way. Yeah, I use it every day. It's it's friggin' awesome. You're kidding. I thought yeah, you were organizing I'm known for my company. No, I just again. thought you would have gone to the food court or something. Not every day. Not that's no. that's very pricey. Yeah, I guess. Prep, so there's, Darren, a, there's, come a, on. there's a grill or press. Grill and or press. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and or roll. Alright, alright, alright. Alright. So anyway. Get to the story. I know, Get Jesus. to the rant. <laughs> it's like tiptoeing about the grill press dynamic. Jesus. I'm not coming back, guys. It will not be a third time. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> I've got to build it up. Uh, that's what I was doing last time when you were yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> did you yell at him, Terry? He did. Oh, wow. did. He did. No, no. domestic on air. No. Jesus, what was that like? <laughs> now, hold, let's do the episode. With oh, the, I, with the, with I, the I am the number people. one listener. It's been known. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Uh, grill and or press. Number, go. Number 10 listener. Um, all right. So I, I work at an organization and we have two presses on the floor. Spoilt for choice. I know. Probably 80 people are on the floor at maximum capacity. Never happens. There's probably 20 to 30 each day. So, you know, we've got a a good press to staff ratio. However, however, kitchen etiquette is... And I'm interested to hear your kitchen etiquette because I went to use the press for the very first time the other day. I'm very excited for you. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a delicious uh, chicken sandwich that needed to be pressed with cheese that melted. It was... Cheese that melted. Yeah. Stop the presses, kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Niall's done his joke for today. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, I'll see you later. See you next time. Uh, however, I went to use the... There's two sandwich presses there. And both of them had not been cleaned. And it was very disgusting. And we work in a communal kitchen... And I just thought, how inconsiderate of the people not to clean the sandwich press. Clean the sandwich press, and then other people can use it. Do do you have this issue at your work? No, we have a pretty strict policy. Clean the press, you use it, you clean it, and you put it away. Mm. Very simple. I blame the students. It was probably the staff, but we just blame the students for everything. So... Uh, I had to then end up cleaning uh, both presses to use it, which then wasted my day of probably 15, no, 30, probably an hour. Oh, all that time you could have responded to your 3,782 emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, as I was cleaning, other people came in, had to speak to them. It was it was a shame. It was a real, it was a real shame. Anyway. Was this today? Look, look, can we not get bogged down on That's all I wanted to know. whether it was today? No, it was the other day. It, it was the other today. day. It wasn't today. So I've, got, <laughs> I've got a quick question. I went from home today. Can you turn your head a little bit? Can you look at that wall over there, Kieran? Just look over there. And Niall, do you notice the texter mark on his <laughs> on his cheek? Or is that just me? That's been distracting me for the last for the whole thing of the rant. I'm sick. And if this was said he did today, he had that texter mark on him while he was talking to people, cleaning a sandwich, press and or grill. And that just makes me really smile a lot. No, I was with my nieces and nephews today. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just really sad I'm on Kieran's left side. Man. I feel like I'm missing out. Anyway, uh, yeah, how does your kitchen etiquette work? Because kitchen <laughs> etiquette is, it's, is... It's easy. You use something, you wash it, you dry it, you put it away. Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah, we do. Oh, who unpacks the dishwasher? So we have each pod of people mm-hmm. takes it in turns per month mm-hmm. to do the dishwasher. Okay. That's it. So we don't have that. We oh. just leave it to the admins. And as I've learned, 
always look after the admins. And if I'm in the kitchen and an admin, I can hear an admin coming around the corner, I'll start to unpack the dishwasher. If the admins are not around, then I don't need the brownie point. So I, I disappear. It's a very good system. So what's this rant about? <laughs> oh, it's just a sandwich. <laughs> you just- virtue signaling so that you can unpack a dishwasher when you think someone's coming. <laughs> oh, wow, Karen. The admin staff love me because they get chocolate eggs at Easter. They get chocolate at Christmas time. Not to mention a three-dimensional pop-up card for Easter and Christmas. <laughs> Brownie points galore. If I need something, it gets done. Except, oh, except if you need the floor vacuumed, which was another problem you brought in. All your problems seem to be <laughs> like, you know, mine are like stupid yoga. And yours are like, oh, I couldn't get the floor cleaned and the grill was dirty. Like, come on, mate. <laughs> These are this is a very, very serious rant. They're That's very right. relatable. That's very right. relatable. I understand that. But the way you talk about them, so relaxed. <laughs> like, it was dirty, but the admin staff, bloody lovely. <laughs> Fine, I'll find. I'll try and find who oh, the person was. We'll could. we'll have a a mission. Yep, um, I'll get them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Niall, do you have an article for us? <laughs> you know what? You put him on the spot today. I hang on a, a second. Hang on a second. He's been on the podcast before. He yeah. knows how it works. Yeah, the guest always. Has to bring in an article. Well, actually, since last time, <laughs> since last time, uh, he's been given a microphone and asked to bring headphones. And this is like a, a really, completely it's a, different. It's a, it's a first class organization you're running here, people. Um, Karen, I do have a, a new story. It's about uh, the rise in um, cleaning duties in local offices. Uh, how do? How? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Karen? I'm just. I'm really curious. I, I, I have no idea what you think on the subject. Apparently, the admin staff have to do everything. <laughs> And senior senior people just pretend to do stuff and give away chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, senior staff is a bit of a demotion there. Oh, well. <laughs> the ego on this guy. <laughs> All I've got an article. Oh, that's good. At least someone. <laughs> hey, I'm bringing gold every damn time. First returning guest. Check my credentials, Karen. They're there. Glad someone was prepared, Titch. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> This is from Venezuela. A woman, a woman. Uh, the headline is: "Woman busted smuggling lover out of prison in a suitcase." I bet she cleans the damn grill. <laughs> <laughs> Love definitely didn't set this Venezuelan woman free. Antoinetta, twenty-five, was arrested after she after she tried to break her boyfriend out of prison by stuffing him into a hot pink suitcase and wheeling him out. She went to Jose's uh, prison cell in Venezuela with her six-year-old daughter to visit Mm -hmm. and with a plan to leave the facility as a happy family. But her prison break plan was foiled when she struggled to push the overstuffed suitcase, prompting the guards to... Uh, at the prison to inspect the luggage. When they unzipped it, they discovered Garcia curled up inside, contorting his long, lanky body into the bag that was also stuffed with some of his daughter's toys. So, question, why would you bring a suitcase into a prison? It's for the child. It's got the toys in it for the kid. Yeah, just put it in a bag. Anyway, it's a very genius plan. No prison break. Yeah, no prison break. So, but you know what the great thing is? There's a photo Mm -hmm. and... By the way, recently started watching Prison Break again. Oh, lovely. And I want you to describe the photo and then the second photo to me, Kieran. Again, don't get to bog down in details. Uh, you know what? I'll give this to our guest. Okay, our guest, guest to describe. Can. 
So the one on the uh, left hand side first, uh, right hand side first, and then the left. So you know the one where they're standing. So the one on the right, then the left. Not not yeah. the left, then the right. The right, then the left. So left the... and right. I'm gone stage. Oh my left. god. Okay. Is it left and right or right and left? I'm... The one where they're standing up first. Okay. Yeah. So uh... that is your left. Yes. <laughs> Look. I don't know my rights and lefts, all right? Look, that's a secret <laughs> Secret I've been keeping in for years. I finally let it go. Uh, the pressure is gone. <laughs> um, yeah, they're both just kind of standing there next to this really small piece of luggage. Um, <laughs> both handcuffed and just, wow, just not looking happy. Yep. And then... Um, it's a pretty, how small would you say the suitcase is, though? It comes up... It's about hip size for him. It comes up just... A below his hip it looks like a hardcover one so it doesn't look like there's a lot of give um i am kind of amazed that they actually closed this thing i was gonna say so in the second photo what do you see in the second photo he's having a very uncomfortable nap he's just he's kind of thinking to but where, where is the, the gentleman because this is really important he's curled up in the in the case surrounded by toys and He's just contorting and yeah, it's freaking awful. pretty amazing. Gotta admit, like lanky tall guy. Yeah, but he's like contorted into that suitcase. It's a tiny suitcase, right? Show Kieran. Show Kieran. I don't. Want, okay. Yeah. Show Kieran. <laughs> what do you think, Kieran? Um. All right. Well, they're not wearing any shoes. Well, how else would you fit into the suitcase? <laughs> uh. Look. Um. So the second photo has a picture of him in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. He's, so, he he looks like um, uh, AFL football. Yeah, I get that. So like a like a uh, American football, like the ov- yeah. like that yeah. Uh, yeah. overly kind of shape of, yeah. of a ball. But one end's just you know got a swollen section. It's pretty much so. That's a picture of him inside the suitcase. Mm. Now this uh, this article. The pretty- problem is the toys aren't actually supporting his head. No, it's just the toys are. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, if that was me, I would want to go for full neck support. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I bought this. One hundred and ten percent. I neck bought support. this article. Now Niall <laughs> knows about neck support. In fact, Niall has what? What pillow do you have at night time? Oh, wow. It's a memory foam pillow. A memory foam pillow. So, Niall is our neck support expert here I f- tonight. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> if so, you need it. But you know what I love about this article? And this is why I bought it in. Because it, the article was interesting, but it wasn't as interesting as the photo. Because if you look at that photo, so obviously this guy tried to sneak out and then they, they, they found him, they unzipped the suitcase and they took a photo of him handcuffed with his partner who's now going to through x-ray first they should have went through x-ray but that means in the second photo of him in the suitcase they either had to do two (laughs) things one they had to take the photo and go oh my god no one's gonna fucking believe this and took a photo or two they went hey can you get back in the suitcase we need to take a photo of you (laughs) and that for me was the most amazing thing about this article well i noticed the his expression on his face in the second photo he's just like what am I doing yeah. with my life? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, anyway, he's going- If I was her, if I was the female, I would just say, look, I didn't realise he was in there. He snuck in. Deny, deny, deny. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that what you would do? I'm the I victim. Think it's very hard. Who, okay, one, how did he zip himself in there? <laughs> the daughter. The daughter. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, right. The yeah. They're not going to arrest the daughter. Never going traveling with you again, Kieran. <laughs> uh, actually, what just... have you taken to Vietnam? Oh, That's what Jesus. I want to know now. No, what, I, what I'm disappointed, it wasn't filled with money and they just bribed their way out. 
I'm getting a deep, I don't think they deep would've... insight into your travels. No, I, <laughs> I really am. You know what? I have a feeling that they're trying to smuggle someone out of prison by putting them in a suitcase full of toys. I don't think they have the money. Do you know the other thing? The he was in thing, prison for 10 years for rob- uh, car robbery. For the, the, a car photo's taken the, the photo's taken at 9.01am. So this must have happened at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, I guess or so. like 8.30 or something like that. I guess what so. kind of prison has an opening time at like 8.30 in the morning? You want to see your partner before, conjug- conjugal visit before work? Oh, okay, well, there you go. Well, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I just like the fact that they had to ask the guy to get back in the case <laughs> for the photo. That was the funny thing of this article for me. <laughs> well, I think, yes, as we're talking about crime, I think I should talk about another crime. Of course. Never felt so robbed. Outrage over unfilled chocolate hazelnut donut. What? Actually, pop quiz, where do you think this occurred? Uh, Brunswick. Uh, what was the headline again? Uh, never felt so robbed. Outrage over unfilled chocolate hazelnut donut. Ooh, no, Which that's... Country? Which so, country? Uh, chocolate hazelnut? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go France. I'm going to say Australia. It sounds like something my dad would say. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is correct. Hey. Bang! Imagine biting into a Nutella donut only to find there's hardly any Nutella in it. That's a stuff of nightmare. Cost savings. Devastating? No. One Aussie man has reached out and shared his story. (laughs) Reached out. People need to know. This has a current affair written all over it. (laughs) Switch fast cuts. (laughs) Man, Willie tried to talk to the baker. Get away from me. (laughs) Following him down the street with a mic. What do you have to say about the donut incident? Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. (laughs) He came here illegally. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, A man who does not want to be identified bought a... (laughs) (laughs) Bought a packet of mini choc hazelnut donuts from his local Australian supermarket, and he never expected to bite into a lie. Oh. A picture <laughs> uploaded of one of his donuts cut in half shows his donuts weren't filled with choc hazelnut goodness at all. Instead, pressed into the side of the donut, there was a single little dollop of the good stuff. I've never felt so robbed, he captioned the photo. Within 24 hours of his post, he'd received 1,109 comments from concerned donut and Nutella lovers alike, outraged by the serious lack of chalk hazelnut. No way this is a mistake. This is a malicious intent. This seems like off uh, Casino, you know, they've got to have equal yeah. amount of blueberries. Do you realise how long that'll take care of <laughs> <laughs> Do these guys have like a support group or something? What thousand people are getting up online and commenting on this shit? <laughs> Get a fucking laugh. Well, another person commented and said that they had a similar experience about a oh, pack of jam dude. donuts that left her unfulfilled. It's almost like they should have meetings on weekends and just gather and talk like about their experiences. All these people here just seemed like, like, it's like they just want to get outraged for the sake of getting outraged. Oh, you know yeah. what? F- I think, f- you know, remember on Seinfeld, they're like fruits a gamble. Like some, you pick up a piece of fruit, some fruit's really good, some fruit's really bad, but it's the gamble you go into. I think it's similar, unless it specifically states, we're going to give you X amount of, X amount of grams of Nutella or X amount of grams of jam in your jam donut. Technically, that was a Nutella thing. It had Nutella in it. It just had a very small amount, not the amount that he wanted. Now what you do is you buy a packet of donuts, then you buy a tub of Nutella. And then oh, you oh, scoop oh. the Nutella out of the, out of the Nutella jar and you put it on top of the donut. Oh, keep going. Delicious. <laughs> keep I, going. I, you and I have done this uh, before. We have. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. 
uh, you get teddy bear biscuits and you put oh, Nutella on them. Oh, oh sweet no Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get another one. You put peanut butter on the other one and you push them together. Oh, dude, I put peanut butter in my protein shakes. Fucking good. Oh, fuck yes. yes. Oh. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, but anyway, um, teddy bear biscuits, which are my favorite kind of biscuits, and the Nutella on the top. Oh my god, biscuits shaped in teddy bears, very good. Get on that. <laughs> oh hell yeah! But um, yeah, just like man, just going back to your gambling point, you rolled the dice, yeah. you crapped out, walk away from the table, yeah, man. It doesn't matter. Just Look, come you know, back next week. <laughs> and you know what? He bought this what from a supermarket? You said. Yeah, and the baker was probably having a bad day. Yeah. Probably, you know, last batch, wanted to get if home. You, if you want a good... Been up since 2am. Fuck that. I think this guy was a regular. The baker saw him coming. <laughs> I'm ruining this cunt's day. <laughs> and if you know and what... you the want... special pile of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hazelnut chocolate donuts. It's a bit nutty. And if you want a good one, just go to a proper bakery. Like ones that specialise in it. Because, you know, Absolutely. it's never going to be great at a supermarket. You know, the supermarkets are you know, mass-produced things. That, you know, if you want to buy a loaf of bread for a dollar, you can go there. But if you want to prop in a Nutella donut or a jam donut, go to a place that goes, yep, this is what we do. This is what we're known for. Go to a place with an Instagram page yeah. advertising this shit. Just don't go to Bob at your local yeah. fucking Woolies and just expect gold. It's oh. like, it's not going to happen. Not doubting Woolies, they're they're an excellent organization. I'm sure a Coles man myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure they've got some great... Oh, shit. Great oh, I worked at Coles. I worked, I worked at Coles for like six and a half, seven years. He's put in his years. I've done. He's, he's done. done his time. He's out. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I was working at Coles this and that, and they decided to upgrade, uh, like change the design, and upgrade all our badges. Hmm. And uh, I looked at my new badge. I got me a new badge, and on it it said "Serving Coles for a fi- five years." <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like, "Oh, this is this is really lame." This I is- I got one of those <laughs> in my other job. I'm like, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> and then my friend got hers, and she goes, "Oh, what the fuck? Why the fuck they do this?" And I hooked her. She said, "Been serving co- with Coles for ten years," and she's oh. only like a year. She was only a year older than me, or something oh, like that. Wow. <laughs> she was just like, she was very upset. It was very funny. I had a really great time. <laughs> I would have gone back to the old badge. Just fuck that. Now, have the name badge. This person has achieved long service leave. This person has not achieved long, long service leave. This person's Just a regular going on badge. a holiday. He's probably checked out. You're not getting good service from the guy with the badge. <laughs> Go to the young guy. All right. All right. Um, oh, no. I was going to say I've got another article, but but it, it's, it's for you, isn't it? I've I'm got... Jumping, I'm jumping the gun here. You always are. I have a very long article. And I have a very fun article. It's combined celebrity goss and Trump watch. Oh, goddamn, bring it. Are you ready for this, people? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, as long as we insert the Trump watch <laughs> sound effects right here. Always. <laughs> always. Hell yeah. You are fake news. Bye, so, do you guys know who Quincy Jones is? Yes. Uh, you know who Quincy Jones is? Giant Some of our producer. listeners may not know, so if you could explain it for them. Certainly. So, he produ- he's a music producer, for- first and foremost, but he's very famously known. Fam- famously? Famously known mm-hmm. for producing Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm-hmm. And he also produced, I think his first album as well. I think his first song, you know, Off the Wall. I'm pretty sure he produced that. Uh, and I think he produced Bad as well. And then Dangerous was produced by uh, Teddy something or other. Anyway, 
basically he produced Thriller, the, the over I think 50 million, 100 million records sold, highest selling record in the whole time. Do you know he never Michael Jackson never toured the Thriller album? What? Didn't didn't tour it? Didn't tour it? That seems crazy. Yeah, I know, oh. insanity, and still highest selling record of all time. Nonetheless, he's just had an interview recently. And he's been saying some of the most fantastic things. Oh, yes. I think Noel knows what's going on here. Uh, tell the people. Oh, so, as I stated here, uh, the legendary record producer says uh, he's impressed by a whole bunch of people. But on the eve of his 85th birth- birthday, legendary record producer Quincy Jones covered a lot of controversial ground in his interview for New- with New York Magazine. So let's have a look here. What did he say? First of all, he said some stuff about Michael Jackson. Strap yourself in. Oh, apparently... Quoting him, he stole a lot of songs. He said that. Wait, he, Michael Jackson? Michael or, Jackson. Or, or, or Quincy? Well, Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, the song Billie Jean sounds exactly the same as Donna Summer's State of Independence. And apparently, he was a Machiavellian uh, as they come. He was a greedy, greedy man. And he, uh, Jones also used to kill Jackson over his plastic surgery, calling the late pop stars uh, uh, Ventilo justification bullshit. So I actually listened to the uh, Donna Summer song "State of Independence," and uh, to confirm, I asked Jess to listen to it too, and we could hear it if you really squint and decide not to listen to one earphone. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the the best things that he said. He thought that the Beatles were terribles, and he stated. Uh, Paul, Paul McCartney, <laughs> was the worst bass player ever heard. And Ringo, Ringo started the drummer. Don't even talk about it. <laughs> I remember once Ringo had, and he, this is a story he told. I remember once Ringo had taken three hours at a four bar thing he was trying to fix on a song. He couldn't get it. We said, mate, why don't you get some lager and lime and some shepherd's pie and take a half an hour to an hour to relax. So he did. And when we called Ronnie Verrill, the jazz drummer, Ronnie came in for 15 minutes and tore it up. Ringo comes back and says, George, can you play it back for me one more time? So George, which George, uh, George Harrison. So George did and Ringo says, that didn't sound bad. And I said, yeah, motherfucker, because it ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> he also thinks that Oprah should not be the president of the United States. What? Yeah, because Outrageous. she doesn't think she, uh, he has, she has the chops for it. Neither do I. I don't think Oprah should be. Fucking giving her cars and shit. He said that. Marlo Brando could cha- uh, charm the pants off anyone and anything. And he says, he was the most charming motherfucker you ever met. He'd fuck anything. He'd fuck a mailbox. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, and Marvin Gaye. He'd he apparently fucked them all. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> this guy's great. He just oh, gives no fucks. Ravenous. <laughs> apparently, he dated Ivanka Trump. So here's the Trump watch for you. <laughs> so apparently, Tommy Hill. Trump watch. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, who's working with um, my, his oh, daughter. Oh, the clothing brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he he uh, has an apartment in New York that he's selling at the moment. Oh, there you go. How yeah. much? Like $200 million or something I'll like that. I'll put a bid in. Yeah. Um, so, Ivanka Trump wanted to have dinner with uh, with him, and he's like, no problem. She's a ma- fine motherfucker. <laughs> and she had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. But he says, wrong father, though. So, he doesn't like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said that Jimi Hendrix uh, was pretty average and he couldn't play on the record. He also... Uh, so the big thing that he came out and you said... You mean James Hendrix? Yes, James Marshall Hendrix. Ah. There you go. Uh, apparently he killed... Uh, he knows who killed President Kennedy. Who? 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 Sam uh, G- uh, Giancana. 
apparently it was a mafia thing. He says there was a connection between Sinatra and the mafia and Kennedy. Joe Kennedy, which was uh, John F. Kennedy's dad, claimed he was a bad man, and Frank gave him the talk to Giancarlo about getting him votes. So, anyone who shook Frank Sinatra's hand is a good person. Oh, <laughs> wow! Obviously, don't know anything about Frank Sinatra. <laughs> A respect <laughs> and the final thing is so he's come out and said all these like really like outlandish fantastic crazy things and then he goes but when but when uh, someone uh, so they asked him but when it came to sexual allegations against his friend bill cosby jones becomes suddenly silent oh we can't talk about that in public man <laughs> <laughs> oh that was my favorite article of the week by the way it's a bit of a, like i said trump watch it's uh it's just everything in one trump watch is um I feel like Trump is taking a bit of a bit of a you know I better watch myself this uh, this at the moment because they're coming up to the pre-elections. I he'll be right. He's got a pretty good apparently good approval rate. I heard like thirty nine percent at the moment, forty percent, which is more than Obama had at this time in his uh, second president. It's kind of insane to think that, but then like most media is left wing, so it's not surprising on what they're reporting. We need so. a Trump supporter on this podcast. Oh hell yeah, bring one on. Oh, we can get we can get someone on. Uh, I think I know a couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. Now we just need to find some American touring Australia who's a Trump fan and just say, "Come on to the podcast." Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, that's your responsibility. <laughs> you mean I've got to talk to Americans? Yeah. Oh, you invited them on. <laughs> American fans, we absolutely adore you. We actually do know that they listen because I've been checking some stats and we do have some. Oh, is listeners. this a stats update? Do you want a stats update? I do want a stats update. All right. I'll, uh, I'll put a drum roll here. So drum roll, please. No, they'll insert it. No, I don't. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I'm just looking around. <laughs> uh, trash. Thank you. Um, we currently have mm. roughly 44 listens per episode God on damn. SoundCloud, which is pretty crazy to think. That's amazing. That in- um, and we also have that's not including the stuff on iTunes. I didn't have a look at the iTunes uh, analytics at the moment, but I know we have at least seven to eight, and most of them have listened to at least an hour and a half now. Ooh, so they've gone up from 54 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now on SoundCloud, we have over 600 listens, which is a absolute milestone for us. At a thousand listens, Kurt will run around naked. Done. Done. <laughs> I'm in support of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see his will. <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't and- bump the table. <laughs> And we have a new track online, if you'd like to listen to it. It's also available on SoundCloud and iTunes, which is our classical guitar version of our theme tune. Now, we actually needed a classical guitar theme tune uh, for our show because we have have an advertisement video slash uh, Jabari story. It tells a sad story about a little lady. Um and we needed some sad uh, classical guitar music. So if you'd like to, go onto our YouTube account. We only do one take podcast and uh, look up Jabari story. It's also on our Facebook How page. do you spell Jabari? J-A-B-A-R-I. Very good. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, so Aaron's bit... keeping... The, you're keeping people in check. You keep sure it, that... Yeah, that's right. And as long as he doesn't ask me how to spell it, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> spell couch. <laughs> <laughs> C O W. So we also have the uh, the Facebook group, which has I think over seventy five members at the moment, which is pretty cool. So we post a whole bunch of cool stuff there. 
Yeah, I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else at the moment. But yeah, again, and we've got a few more likes on Facebook as well, which is pretty good. So we're doing all all around pretty well, which is exciting. Do we? We are. <coughs> <laughs> maybe no, maybe not so well over here with Karen. Just uh, I'd like to thank tonight's sponsors. Uh, Replex, it's the personal insect repellent spray, odorless, with aloe vera. Great for kids, 12 months and over, and up to four hours protection. <coughs> I'm dying. Don't drink it like Karen did. <laughs> it's now, worse than Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> found that at Aldi. And, we better break this open, it's the Nestle Quality Street. Oh, cl- <coughs> oh wow, for God's sake, stop hey, can I do the ad? Can I, can I do uh, it? Give, give it to someone who's oh, not Jesus dying. <laughs> I shouldn't have had that chip. Jeez, I'll, I'll try to do my best, Kieran. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we also have the Nestle Quality Street since 1936. We have 726 grams of Quality Street chocolate. Oh, baby. <laughs> I do not sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a... <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a uh, purple. Uh, is that hexagonal or octagonal? Octagonal, oct- octagon-shaped box. Keep going, and uh, <laughs> with that you can enjoy and then reuse or recycle the box. So there you go. That's pretty. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, oh wait. wow! <laughs> you guys need like a nurse on staff here in case fucking old Coffee McGee kills over. Hey, I'm only having one coffee a day now. <laughs> I didn't call you coffee. Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, coffee. (laughs) Sandra Sully over here with the late news. Jesus fucking Christ. Who let him on the podcast? Uh, Do you guys reckon you'll crack a thousand likes? I I don't think so at this rate. (laughs) I think you get more like on Kieran's epitaph than anything. (laughs) Shit. That was a good sponsor. We try. Almost killed Kieran. (laughs) Are we opening the chocolates or what? I'm not. <laughs> I'll bust these fucking. What, while uh, while Niles opening up the chocolates over there, how about we get another news article for you there, Kieran? Thank you. We might just edit this little sex. <laughs> this opening up. It's, uh, it's really loud. You know what? Uh, you know what? You know we talk about editing things on the podcast, and um, I don't know. This, and it's so great that you don't listen to them anymore because. <laughs> They don't get edited? They do get... Obviously, they get edited, right? They obviously get edited, and I do a lot of hard work put together. Especially if you listen to the end of every episode, or, or like, especially the last episode, um, there's always, like, a little... Not a... Uh, like, an Easter egg. So this time... I don't know if you've listened to the last one, but I yeah. suggest everyone go listen to the episode 11 with the What's On Your Bugle, because right at the end, I edited... You saying certain phrases that makes a sentence, (laughs) (laughs) and it's actually really funny. And every time I think to myself, "Eh, it's not as funny as it could be. I send it to Jess, and she's like, "I get two things. I go, I get here, nah, or that's it." And the first time I put this together, she said yes. So it's in the podcast. I suggest everyone listen to it. And they should listen to it after this. So that's episode eleven. Episode eleven. Yeah, all right, so I'll have to start listening to them now. You have to start, otherwise I'm going to keep doing it and really annoy the shit. All right, all right, I got an article. Canadian man fools police with fake car made of snow. <laughs> Quality. A Canadian man in the mood to play a trick on some snow removers made a car entirely out of snow fooled police officers instead. 
Simon Laprice, a 33-year-old uh, artist based out of Montreal, built a life-size model of a DeLorean DMC-12, the same car featured in the Back to the Future mu- uh, movies, using snow outside his home on Monday. After he used the piles of snow to create the life-size DeLorean, he topped it off with a real windshield wiper, and he picked it up across the street and placed it on top of the snow sculpture. He did this to give the illusion that the rest of the vehicle was buried in snow. The police came to investigate the vehicle because it appeared to be parked in a snow removal zone. <laughs> Only... <laughs> oh, how convenient! <laughs> Only to find that the car was a giant snow sculpture. The officer, who also had a sense of humour, wrote a ticket that read, You made our night. Ha 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 ha. The snow removers, however, were not fooled by the creation. The snowplowers destroyed the artist's snow sculpture the next morning. Ah, oh, that's good. Oh, so a windscreen wiper and yes. a bunch of snow has yes. tricked enough people Hang on, to call I'll, the police. I actually better show you the photos. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be good. Do you want me to describe it? Yeah. You know what? If this, I'd, I wouldn't pay for his art. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if he's meant to be an artist, and this is like, uh, I'm pretty sh- not that I could do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 pretty unrealistic, and I'll tell you why. Because no other car around it. Does it look like a DeLorean? I, you know, it looks like a Toyota Supra (laughs) (laughs) that is far too low to the floor and has uh, Persian racing rims. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look like a DeLorean. No, it doesn't at all. Mainly because it doesn't, like, if they're going to go for the one Back to the Future, I would have put, like, what's the thing at the back? The juicer? Yeah, uh, yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, number two. So I would have put that on the you back. Can just look at it? Yeah, yeah, certainly. You can. The um, what's that thing called? And the the, the I flux, can't remember the flux capacitor. No, the flux capacitor was in the car. In the back, they had like the fuel source thing, but yeah, it was like yeah, that yeah. juicer-looking machine. The juicer thing. Uh, is this my laptop <laughs> now? So I just, is this what we're giving away the guests? No, I just got myself a uh, a uh, MacBook Air. Oh, look, we've already got enough crap sponsors. <laughs> not... Yeah, Apple's fucking. What kind of organization? It's pretty impressive, like. Like we don't get snow here really in Australia, so we can't. We don't have oh, the luck. in the mountains. We do. Oh, you know, but like in I'm talking about like in the suburbs and stuff. That's obviously in the suburbs. Oh, in in a, once in a while, we might get some snow in the suburbs. Well, not enough to make a a, a DeLorean to, to fool the <laughs> oh, police no, and stuff no. like that. So it's Australia. What are you talking about? But can you imagine though, like if someone does come out in Australia and looked at that, like that person wouldn't get like a joke fine. That would be like a real fine. Like that's the kind of thing we'd do here. The Australian police have no sense of humor. No, it's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. By the way, I love all the police that. Uh... Oh, they're great! They're great. I know. I know a few of them personally. Back pedal, back pedal, back <laughs> I know a few of them personally, but I think with this sort of stuff, if you're co- like, for me, it's more like. I mean, God forbid it was a police officer that bit into that donut that was f- not filled with Nutella. I'm pretty sure there'd be a triple homicide for that. <laughs> and suddenly they're on top of a what's it called, like the, the clock tower with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Ah, oh, well. Niall, do you have an article for us? Let me check. Oh, wow. Here we go. Here we go. It's a good one. <laughs> Something I just pulled up. Uh, California lawmaker's proposal makes plastic serving... Oh, makes serving plastic straw without request a crime, report yep. says. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. 
A lawmaker in California uh, California reportedly introduced a bill last week that would make it a criminal offense for any person in a restaurant to serve a patron a plastic straw in their drinks without without it being requested. <laughs> here, here. Uh, the penalty would be up to six months in jail or a $1,000 fine or a combination. Hang on, a $1,000 fine, if someone has spent six months in jail, it costs the taxpayer more than $1,000. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This must be like $1,000 a night. I would say, yeah, because I get cable TV in America. We're not dealing with a smart bunch of people here. (laughs) We're putting people in jail for plastic forks. All right, let's... uh, (laughs) We need to create awareness around the issue of one-time-use plastic straws and its detrimental effects on our landfill. Ian Calderon, a Democrat in the state's... Uh, assembly said, according to the report, Calderon, in a statement, said 500 million straws are used in the U.S. daily, citing the National Park Service. Oh my God, this guy is yes. A- you called me. Shut up. You called God. I'm here. <laughs> I'm the, listening. The reports. <laughs> God damn it! I hate you, Karen. The report said it Love was hard channel. to quantify the number and called hit the claim dubious. Oh wow. I always love when someone uses dubious. So I read this article. I read this article during the week, and I just thought to myself, "Can like you know, we t- we were just talking about uh, like Australia and especially Victoria being sort of a nanny state. You can't really do too much this stuff. No. But imagine giving a thousand dollar fine because you went to a bar and you you know you're obviously not going to buy a girly drink for yourself. So you buy a girly drink for the hot chick you're with, and they give you a straw without you saying you wanted one. And now that person behind the bar is going to get charged." Like, like, gonna go to prison for six months, up to six months, for giving you that straw. That, that's what that proposal has stated. I'm in favour of the no straw. Are you serious? Like Get straws. fucked. Straws no. are a waste. With replaced with what? No, no, you just penis drink straws. It. Yeah, you just like drink the girls it. get at hen's nights. That's what. Yeah, they could get they, they could get penis straws. But then it's still if they give it to you. Without your consent. <laughs> Look, they all I prison. know, yeah, if straw if rape. The law is the law. <laughs> Didn't ask permission before whipping that one out. <laughs> I was at a, I was at a bar, and then uh, I got a drink, and then this cock came flying out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I had that. a pina colada and shit all over my face. Oh, what the? Like, they're uh, the type of stories we're gonna cop. Mm-hmm. Is that the world you want to live in, Kieran? No, 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 it's fine by me. We should get cock straws for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could give it to our guests. In fact, we could no, probably... No, get but you cop a thousand dollar fine. <laughs> I'm not in California. <laughs> <laughs> we could even get them engraved with We Only Do One Take Podcast. Oh, oh God first damn. of all, we're getting our commemorative spoons. <laughs> commemorative spoons is what we're doing first. We've stated that. Yeah, here, You're here. looking into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, know. you should get those really fancy ones you get the post office with like portraits at the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, well, wow. We Only Do One Take. Oh, God damn Oh, it. you know, we'd... Yeah. So, anyway... Can you, what do you guys think? Should people go to jail for... like? Let's say you were working at a bar, Kieran. Oh, that would never happen. Well, let's say you were. Let, let's, let's that use, involves work. Let's use our imagination. Let's pretend... Hey, that oh. let's pretend oh, let's, all right, Kieran. that was a bad joke. Oh, God. <laughs> let's use, okay, then. One let's of many. Let's use, let's, <laughs> let's use our imagination, everyone. Put Don't have any. caps off. And we'll pretend Kieran works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to have to really uh, stretch <laughs> for this one deep, here. deep. <laughs> And let's just say you, you know, serving serving a lady, and you give her a straw, and then your boss comes up to you and goes, "Oh, look, man, I'm gonna have to turn you into the police." 
Mm-hmm. She's put in a report, Kieran. Okay. And then a thousand dollars later, I'd say. Um, uh, first of all, well, well, uh, can I put my number on the straw? Well, me- yeah, okay. I guess so. But you're also gonna get a thousand dollar fine. <laughs> It could be worth it. It could be worth it. Could be worth it. Uh, Do you reckon a girl who's uh, prosecuting you for this (laughs) is going to date you? Yes. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've always said this, and I've talked to a few people about this, but when when people introduce laws, they say, oh, we need to introduce a law. We need to do something about this sort of stuff. This is obviously for an environmental issue, right? Mm. They're saying, we're having lots of straws out there. We're doing, you know, we need to to stop the amount of straws because it's really... uh, contributing to the amount of pollution and amount of plastics and all that sort of stuff in the environment, isn't that? And they've gone, yeah, you know what we'll do? We'll say, if you serve, give them a straw without their, without asking them first, and, and then they say yes, and then you give them the straw, we'll be able to save plastics, isn't that? Really good idea, in theory. The problem is with any law, and this isn't in law yet, but this is conceived, the issue with any kind of law is that it's only as good as it is... Uh, how it, how easy it is to be enforced, mm. right? So if you write a law, like a really easy one is, like in a, in Melbourne, for instance, where we live in the lovely town of Melbourne and Victoria, dogs in a car must be harnessed in, right? That's a law. You can actually get like, I think it's like a $1,500 fine for not having your dog strapped into the car. Now, look, I know it's a safety issue and this and that, should harness your dog. But which police officer... Number one is going to pull over a car with a dog in it and go, let me just double check that this person is where this dog is wearing a seatbelt. No cop is going to do that. No, no one's going to do that. Like I still see, you know, dogs on the back of utes. Church, you're missing the point. What am I missing? We are politicians need to do work. And if they've got no work, they've got to make up laws. It's easy. All you have to do is deregulate forcible laws so that they can enjoy their lovely salary and their lovely lunches and their great dinners and feel like that they're important. And in fact, I think I might run for politics one day. Well, you know, I actually saw something. That requires work here. I actually saw something. (laughs) No, it doesn't. You'll have a chief of staff for that. I saw something you posted yesterday (laughs) about uh, what what politician was it they were trying to. Uh, uh, Fiona Patton. Is she local? She is in the Victorian state upper house and she wants to tax the church. Yeah, beautiful. Now, now it's a little bit tax the church is probably not the right um, the right slogan because people are going to go, "Oh, hang on a second. What she wants to do is she asked very two important questions. Number one, she wants to know the, and they've taken it on notice, what if if churches were taxed, and in other words, not not the um so if churches were taxed, Churches were taxed. Churches, <laughs> churches, churches were taxed. Churches already taxed. <laughs> if churches. Far too much. Um, so li- let them do their charitable work, right? Let them do that. Let them do their charitable work. Tax the shit out of them, sorry. <laughs> but, the one, but they own businesses. So there's the Catholic Church owns a lot of conference centers, for instance, mm. right? And they're making money. So because they run conference centers and it's for profit, then they shouldn't be able to use their charitable status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tax, tax the that business, part, that the aspect business of making. the business. Yeah, yeah. And organisations that um, that don't you don't run a religious um, component. So charities at the moment have to pay tax. Yeah. So she's saying if just any flip, just flip it around, just anyone who's running charity and it's actually for charity, don't tax them. Anyone who's running anything for business mm. to make money, yeah, then tax. Makes sense to me. 
Um, makes perfect sense. So uh, I'm interested to see when the figures come in from the, the finance department. Yeah, because they're gonna gonna calculate that. Um, but she's my hero. Yeah, that's really good. So Tax the, Liber- the church. Uh, the Liberal Democrats have been talking about this for a number of years, and actually Ben. We should get on the show. Probably yeah. should leap out his surname, but Ben, we should get on the show. And he's at, he's introduced me to the Liberal Democrats. There, Mr. Right? Ben, Mr. Ben, and um, they've been talking about taxing the churches and a whole bunch of things like you know legalizing marijuana and getting a bunch of whole re- tax taxation regulations in Australia. Acts are ridiculous, but one big thing is they're doing as well is yeah, let's tax churches. So I've been following that for a very uh, for quite a while now. Ever since you said to me, I think it was you that brought up like, why don't we tax churches? I'm like, I don't know, probably just some you know legal thing that happened in the 1500s or something stupid like that. But yeah, I, I totally agree. But I, th- I think it's really clever what this lady's on. What was her name again? Fiona Patton. Fiona Patton. I think it's really clever what she's doing is because she's focusing on the business aspect of the of the church and not the charitable donations part. Mm. And I think that's a really important distinction to make when it comes to looking into these sort of things. Because I think a lot of people go, I've already paid tax on my on my well, income and then I'm donating to the church. I don't want that to be taxed Well, well it's like time. Sanitarium, right? Sanitarium owns Wheat Picks. Yeah, yeah. And that's owned by the Seventh um, Advent Day Church or whatever it is, right? Yeah. The Jehovah, that's Jehovah Witnesses? Uh, Seventh Advent Day I can't Day remember. Church. Anyway, let's just say, yeah. Right, that's a, multi, that's a multi-million dollar company. Right, but they don't pay any tax. Mm. And how many people? How many people are walking into supermarkets buying wheat picks each day? I would say not. Not realizing that that's owned by that's that's owned by Jerusalem. Uh, Not Jerusalem. Jerusalem. For fuck's sake, (laughs) So that's owned by the 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 Jehovah Witnesses. So Pope. Uh, very very interesting. Um, I think she's got some great policies. Formerly known as the Australian Sex Party, recently changed their name to Reason Australia. That's good. I yeah, know if it was a good name change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they did sex party to get the attention. Yeah. Like it's a good attention, and people are going to go. Oh, I don't care about politics. I'm just going to vote sex party. Mm. And they've they've now made it into some, uh, some state parliament. So, um, I am a member of the Reason Australia Party now. There you go. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. I have I have entered. It was free to sign up. So <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it's more like a video easy membership. <laughs> <then. laughs> Took the opportunity. This used to be an old saying my uncle used to say. I'm pretty sure he still says it. If it's for free, it's for me. And I think that's. <laughs> I think Kieran is living that phrase as hard as he as hard as he can. Why right, do they start providing free lunches? They're, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, an aeroplane. No, you like to go on aeroplanes. Oh boy, howdy, do I? I think you called them fart tubes last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets even better. Um, aeroplane was forced to make emergency landing. <laughs> this is the second. <laughs> Article, what about an aeroplane having to make an emergency What did landing? I say last week? I think it was... <laughs> this is going to be the same fucking article. <laughs> no, it's it? not. This idea, last time the... Was it, uh, the person's put a little bit of uh, Pepsi on them or something. Yeah, like yeah, soda. yeah. No, it's not this one. Okay. It's not this one. I feel like this is a regular segment now. Aeroplane watch. <laughs> oh. No, aeroplane forced to make emergency landing because a woman's crutch smelt so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck's sake. Uh, angry passenger Jamal, who was on a flight to Washington, <laughs> D.C., uh, was on his flight when it was forced to land early. He had this to say, I thought something had crawled up in it and died. It smelt straight <laughs> up. <laughs> it smelt straight up like weave and diarrhea mixed with skunk juice. Skunk juice? <laughs> 
United Airlines Flight 193 to DC had to make an emergency landing after people started getting sick from a strong odour being emitted by a passenger, Larissa Jones. Several passengers began to complain about the smell. Finally, after eight passengers began vomiting, a flight attendant notified the captain and decided to make an emergency landing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hazmat crews were called to the scene Jesus where the plane fuck. was immediately Hazmat. cleaned and sanitised. Quote, I can't believe she would have had the nerve to go out in public smelling like that, let alone in a confined space, said Susie, a flight attendant. I should quit my job and sue the airline for pain and suffering. They knew she stank that bad before she got on the plane. I'll have <laughs> nightmares about it, about that smell for the rest of my life. A little bit of an over-exaggeration, I but anyway. I think this is uh, something akin to the, uh, the, the Nutella donut <laughs> complaint. <laughs> After the plane landed, Jones was taken to a local hospital to be examined for possible fatal illness. EMTs, that's the emergency something-somethings, that are... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fact check! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought that was the ESS. <laughs> <laughs> EMTs that arrived on scene said they did not want to take any chances. Nobody that smells like that could possibly be healthy. She needs to be examined. We don't want to take any chances. Jeez. Look, I've I've been on a number of planes in my time, and uh, there's been some pretty average people on there. But to call... What was it? Ah, people in hazmat suits. <laughs> For fuck's sake, like, that's can bad. You, like, can you make, this woman, like, have they, they haven't named her, obviously. No, they did. Larissa Jones. Oh, Larissa wow. Jones. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> so add her on Facebook, everyone. Um, um, here, Niall. Here's the picture. I'll let you. Oh, careful. I'll let you describe. Oh, this is Larissa. Mm-hmm. Just, just the top picture there. Just Niall. the top picture. Oh wow, she's on a gurney getting pulled away, and they've just got a blanket covering her crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good look. Yes. They need to like get a pressure hose on her and just like <laughs> fucking. Just, oh goddamn. How the hell did she even make it through the airport onto the plane? Maybe, like, maybe it developed on the plane. You know how like, sometimes the pressure on the pl- plane can pop your ears? Maybe. So-, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so halfway through the flight, she's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. God damn. Um, maybe Jamal. Was it Jamal? Jamal. Yes. Maybe he just fired. Can you, can you tell that. us Jamal's facial expression? He seems kind of happy to be on TV and his mate is just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but uh, he's just like, man, no one's going to believe me. <laughs> I wouldn't believe him unless I saw this. Oh, She's God actually damn. on a stretcher. She so, is. So- <laughs> that's uh, crazy. Um, yes. So uh, that's why they're called fart tubes. Oh. <laughs> that's... Uh- not queef tubes. <laughs> uh, queef is a vaginal expulsion. Case. <laughs> that was the most beautiful explanation I could have asked for. I want to bring something a bit more serious. Um, there's been a few things in the news recently that I wanted to talk about, and I've been trying to build it up a little bit. I keep hitting the, the bloody mic stand with my with my headphones because I keep trying to look at my articles while I do this. There's been a, bit, a few things in the news recently. And one- Are we going to put the sad music in here? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um. And it's it's about censorship, and I want I want to talk about this sort of stuff. Um, and I wanted to bring you some. And I'm not going to censor you because we're on the internet. Karen, you can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So one one thing that's sort of come up recently, and I don't know if you guys have read it, 
But I saw it on the news a day ago, two days ago, something like that. And there's a school in the WA who's actually banning... Western Australia. Western Australia. Hmm. It's banning uh, teaching Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I heard about this. I didn't read it, though. Because apparently the themes in it are too adult and are actually too violent for people to study at the, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And I think it was studied in year well, 10. Well, here, here, because Romeo, uh, Shakespeare is just too hard to, to learn at any age. Are you, are you, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I bought that book when I was 10 and I read it. That yeah. is just insane to me. So, yeah, so it was being taught for at year 11 and year 12. So they're mature minors. They're, they're two, two minors. I mean, they'll be like 16, 17, 18-year-olds. <sighs> it's not like they're young So they can walk in. So basically, they can walk into a doctor's office and say, I'd like to go on the pill. And the doctor will go, you're a mature minor and I'm going to prescribe you the medication. That's right. They can absolutely do that. Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah, but apparently the people at the school said that the curriculum, they found that uh, the curriculum to be uncensored and crowded with inappropriate material. Now, I must say, I haven't read all of Shakespeare. I haven't read... Uh, I've read like a few, one or two here and there. I haven't actually read Jul- Romeo and Juliet because uh, my mum's an English teacher and, and she likes Macbeth more, so I read Macbeth. And it's, <laughs> it's actually really good. But I've seen like, you know, I know the basic plot line and this and that. And I've seen like some of the new one films, like the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, and I've heard yeah. some readings of it, this and that. And I think it's a really bad thing with such a piece of classic literature to censor it just because there might be adult themes. Especially when the cho- they're not even children anymore, like what young adults almost or yeah. like adolescents. I don't, I don't even know what that age group is. But as Kieran sort of said, that I'm if- sorry, I heard a grade four in a classroom the other day talk about sixty nine. <laughs> the number? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This kid is probably a little bit more advanced than his peers. Yeah. Um, but the teacher was doing a maths game or something like that, and 69 came up. And he goes, ah, oh, 69. That's great. And none of the other kids sort of were like, what? And the teacher's like, 69 is just a number. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but think about it, right? When you, like, let's, If you're 15 in Australia, you can watch M-rated films, or even MA-rated films, I believe. Yeah, that's right. In Australia. You can watch- An MA-rated film, like what's, the, what's a recent MA-rated film? Uh, I can't even think of one, but like an M A rated film would be something with uh could be lots of violence. Uh, I Tonya, that new Die Hard, one. Die Hard, Die Hard, then. perfect yeah. example. Everyone knows Die Hard, best, best Christmas, yeah, yeah best, best Christmas, Christmas film. film. Yeah, you know, um, you know, lots of action. You know, not much nudity or anything like that, but you know, lots of action, lots of blood, lots of gore, this and that. And I'm sure, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's cut down versions of films like. Pulp Fiction, or even like yeah. a Quentin Tarantino film that are, you know, MA, right? I think Kill Bill's MA? I'm pretty sure it's R, but there's MA versions. Yeah, MA versions. Yeah. It's not, but what I'm saying is there's lots of films and other kinds of media like video games and this and that that have violent themes, sexual um, se- sexual themes, this and that, that are, I would say, far more graphic in what they do oh hell yeah they'd have a bit, way bigger impact than fucking the, romeo and than juliet. romeo and juliet you know and so going on from that and the fact that they actually think the students are going to read it you know i mean i know just read the cliff notes <laughs> trick for all you youngsters i out had there. to read the Study mo- notes. i had to read the modern english translation because i'm just like what the what hell's the going fuck on fuck am yeah. i reading so not only that, so the the the, the school's actually uh, turned on this decision. They said, "No, you know what? We've had so many complaints 
Right. They've actually turned on, which is fantastic. I think it's good because I think that's kind of censorship or that sort of decision. The reason they came to that decision was actually really stupid. Wait, they overturned the decision? They overturned the oh, decision. Yeah, I only read it today and I was like, okay, I've, I, I, better, I, I, I do want to be factually accurate with this sort of stuff. But I brought it in as an example. But the other example I'm bringing in is that in the, what's it called? the Manchester Art Gallery, they actually have removed a picture from the, I think it was the 1800s or 1700s? Let me just double check. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. And I can't see it in the article, just scanning my eyes. But they've actually removed um, a really famous painting. that, uh, And I'll just show what, uh, say what it says. Is that the painting shows pubescent, naked nymphs tempting a young handsome man to his doom. Uh, but it is an erotic Victorian fantasy. But is it an erotic fa- Victorian fantasy too far? One in which, in the current cli- climate, is suitable or offensive to modern audiences. So I'll give you guys the basic picture. But like I said, it's as sort of described. It's a bunch of pubescent naked women, young, you know, teens, this and that, in a pond. They're nymphs, so that's kind of what they do. Yeah. And they're tempting a young man into the pond. Obviously, they're going to kill him because that's what sort of nymphs do. I'll give you the picture of this and that. And because of this Me Too movement that's happening around the world with all the people, with all the celebrities coming out and being saying that sexual harassment, this and that, they've actually decided to go, you know what? We're removing that particular painting from our Manchester City art gallery. Now, I, I, again, I can't remember the artist. I'm trying to have a bit of a look here. But I feel like it does shouldn't matter because that's a piece of art. And in my, you know, and this is just one guy's opinion, right? That's a piece of art. And art's art, right? And you have to take, like, you know, that's telling a story. That, unless that, I paint it. Unless you paint it, yeah. obviously, yeah. Uh, by Kieran's artwork on the Wheelie or Wheelie Do One Take podcast uh, Facebook page. Uh, but... You know, that painting... Would you agree with me, Niall? If you painted it, would it be art? It would. I don't finger paint like you can. <laughs> could you get it in a gallery? I could physically bring it into a gallery. <laughs> yes, I could. Will no the- further questions. <laughs> <laughs> Will the curator put it on in show? I can be very persuasive, yes. Excellent. <laughs> if you can get a piece of art into... Let's just... Uh, to the, the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> just don't set it any higher, Kieran, please. <laughs> that's a 20 bucks in your pocket right there now oh, but i geez. want to talk million dollars I, I, I if you to get a piece into the loop and, and i also want to bring this up with you guys and i want to see someone else's opinion i don't think that any kind of artwork especially see you know, or hear sorry see or hear artwork no opinion both you said see our opinions yeah and you, want to you hear can physically opinion. see us again yeah. all right there we go yeah, I want to see and hear and listen and love and appreciate and contradict all of your opinions. I can smell here. Just <laughs> <laughs> called Jamal to describe it again. <laughs> but you know, I don't think any of that kind of any kind of artwork like that, and you know, novels and anything, you know, and should be censored for any reason, especially for reasons that is it valid in this climate? Well, absolutely, because any kind of artwork can be taken. And I think we've talked about this before, about the intent of the artwork. Now, this intent of the artwork, these nymphs are obviously persuading this young boy to do, you know, do whatever. But what, is that a good enough reason? I'll say it, and I'll say it again, if you're offended, so what? Exactly right. That's right. If you, I have a right to express myself in whatever form I deem, right? 
And if you are offended by that, so what? That's your problem. And it, yeah, exactly. It is not my problem if I offend you. Mm. Um, now, an art gallery, right? The curator has the decisions of what's displayed and what's not displayed, Correct. right? And, That's not like it's just some random and there's gonna picture. Be, there's gonna be, they're probably going to have themes and they're going to have for the next six months we're going to display this or this is going to be up for the next two years or whatever. Mm. Or, or whatever it is. And it's also a business because, you know, they need people to come in and buy tickets. So, you know, they're going to have whatever attracts the crowd. But for a group of people to say, I'm offended. And I, th- this, is the thing I, this is the thing I don't like. All right, you may be offended. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, don't go see the art. Yeah, or that's it. It's just like anything. If you or don't avoid want- the art or whatever. Don't try and inflict that offence because well, I may not be offended by yeah. it. Um, and don't try, don't try and enforce that 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 on me. Is well, is 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 the basic is the basic premise? Well, of- I feel like you know it, it's like anything. If you don't think a film is going to be suitable for yourself, like you know, if you don't want to see the the latest Quentin Tarantino film, if you don't want to see, you know, whatever film comes out, like I Tonya, whatever it is, just just don't like you know, just don't go see it. Like, don't spend your money. And I think with that. the students in the Shakespeare case, let's say a student was actually offended by the by the Shakespeare, not the parents, the student. Yeah. Then I think they have I think they have reason to say I need another text. That's it. I need another text because there's plenty of text that they can choose from mm. uh, to study for and for their exams, and I'm I'm going to be studying this text. Oh look, I understand. I think that when it comes to again, I think. The reason why they decided that it wasn't a good text, and I think you know, it wasn't the children that was going. You know, yeah, I want to hear this. Like, why did they stop it? Well, uh, it was some complaint from the parents, you know, and I'm like, well, okay, look, obviously you don't want your child to read this, but you know, if you think your child is too immature to read something like that, then I think that I think that's something wrong. And I hate to sort of say this and sort of sound all arrogant and stuff, but it's almost like you need to take responsibility for your child, even though they're, you know, young adults and adolescents, isn't that? You should, you should have taken responsibility. Uh, it's not even that. I would say, why is you, or, you as a parent are actually have issues with this? What's yeah, going well, on? that's it. What's yeah. going on with you as a parent that you're uncomfortable with this? The child itself may have zero problem with it. Exactly. And it's, and it's I'm, I'm sorry, but in, they're 16. By the time they get to 18, especially in Perth, actually in Perth, at seventeen, they start university. Well, there you go. I hate and, this whole and by the time by the time man. you get to university, they're not gonna. Depending on what you're studying as well, they're not gonna. They're just going. This is what we're doing. And if yeah, you're oh. and if you're offended by it, well, well I kind Australian of, university is a little bit different to America. But if you're offended by it, whatever. I don't like. Man, fuck that, off, then. We then we're like still a, doing this curriculum. I, I can't imagine like like I, I had friends that studied law and this and that. And now some of them work for government bodies, and um. You know, they have to deal with some pretty horrific stuff in the government bodies that I work with anyway. And they're just like, you know, you know, you've got to deal with this. This is like, you know, part of the job. You're going to get some really easy, you know, contracty sort of stuff. And the same sense, you're going to get people that were sexually abused and you've got to go through that process like a professional. And you can't just turn people away. You can't just, you know, your job as a, a you know, anyone in that kind of industry, anyone that's doing that sort of stuff. You know, and this and this is what goes back to you. Like they can't just go into a, a classroom and go, you know, especially at a university level. Oh, I don't want to learn that because it hurts my feelings or it, you know, it offends me and this and that. No, you need to know this. That's th- knowing about it 
allows you to one understand obviously understand it but two gives you you learn that maturity by learning about stuff you know and you can always make i always go back to doing this sort of stuff i always say to people i only try and learn a lot of things about the world and how things work and that because the more you learn about something the more jokes you can make about it but it's the same thing for this. You've got to, you're going to have a better opinion about things. You're going to have a more clear view of the world. You're going to have a better uh, view of, you know, your position in the world and stuff like that by reading more about things around you. Also, getting different viewpoints, having your viewpoints challenged, it's such a huge thing. I wouldn't want to live in a world where I was constantly coddled yeah, like that. Exactly I want right. to be challenged. That's I agree your- now. Thank you, Karen. Only, <laughs> you still smell. Look at we're all agreeing with each that's other. That's the only way you can grow. I'm such a strong believer in this. Just I can't stand it when people do this shit. It just it, I'm. Uh, it just really grinds my gears. That's the nicest way I can put it. It's just I hate it. I, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So yeah. we teach this social psychology class, and we. I, I think I feel like I've talked about this before. Oh, thank you, Doctor Peterson. And uh, <laughs> uh, I only know that he existed like two months ago. I oh, read his book. It's really good. Anyway, no, but we we teach this. Um, Got to borrow it off here. Um, oh, yeah. We we teach this social psychology class, and it's about like uh, we show these videos. And it's about like a McDonald's employee. Um, having sexual relationships with another McDonald's employee while someone's on the phone saying that they're a police officer. Yeah. And, uh, and how they've like, the, yeah. Talked about and how they've, before. how they've like sort of over two hours have coached them into sexual acts. Right. Now at the start, I always do the class going, Oh, look, if you need to leave at any time, you, you can leave. Like there's, there's no problems. If, if there's anything that's, cause you don't know what's happening. Yeah, exactly right. history, but the class is still going on. And at the end of it, it's sort of like, well, my my job is to inform you why these events ac- occurred, like why these these people, everyday people, actually performed these. Um, and now that I'm arming you with that that knowledge, hopefully that that won't happen to you, and you can actually be aware of social conformity and authority figures and and how to challenge things and all that kind of stuff. If someone came in to me and said, "Oh no, this is this is too offensive," or "This is too um, risque," or something, risque yeah, or something yeah, like or that, or I've been you know, sexually abused, and this is really you know, you shouldn't be teaching them. Yeah. But the first thing I'd be telling them is to fuck off. Like, don't don't tell me and my autonomy what I can and cannot cannot can or cannot teach. And I said, my job is actually not to teach. Yeah. My job is to inform a here's a viewpoint, mm. or here are some viewpoints, and it's over to you guys to now challenge me. And oh, look. they're generally first year students, so they can't do that. Um, no, which is sad. Which is sad. And it goes back to, you know. But, what, but what, that's my point. I'm like, your job is to actually challenge me. I'm being paid really well to stand up here. Mm. You've got to make me work for my money. Yeah. So come on, challenge. But like, it go- bring it on. But it goes back to what Niall was saying um, that, you know, you need your opinions challenged. You, you, need, you, need, you need your viewpoints challenged. Like, you know. If if you've been living, you know, more, like you know, middle class and doing, you know, and sitting in private schools or public religious schools people need their viewpoints challenged. Well, but you know, but everyone needs their viewpoints <laughs> challenged. You know, like uh, yeah. I, I grew up in a, you know, in a very ca- Catholic Italian, you know, family and this and that, and I challenged them, but I, you know, I still respect them, but but because I know about it, and this is what I was saying before. Because I know a lot about uh, Christianity and Catholicism and about the the art and how it sort of influenced things, is that I can appreciate it, but I might not actually believe in you know the higher powers and believe that Jesus was alive and stuff like that. But 
it's the knowledge, having the knowledge about it and actually going, you know what, I actually might read that book. You know, I might watch that documentary. I might like have someone tell me about it. I might actually go out and learn about it. That's what, again, one, it makes you a better person because you know more about things and how, what your place, again, going, what your place in the world is, what, you know, how things sort of work, why people act the way they do because of beliefs and this and that. But two, it, it just gives you, it allows you to become, you're a, I guess, oh, I can't word this correctly, too, too much scotch, but, <laughs> but it allows you you to have a clearer understanding mm. of what your opinion is and and that allows you to back up your 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 thoughts about stuff and, you you definitely that- need to know i think if you're going to express an opinion and i think uh no probably might disagree with me mm. but personally i like to put forward the opinions and i think i you know it's no surprise to people that that i'm anti religion right yeah 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 but that is that is an opinion i have thought about and I am prepared to back it up, and it's something I just haven't done off the cuff, right? Like I am, I am it's something that I, I, and I'm probably constantly thinking about and and trying to challenge myself in in many different in many different ways. Where there's other issues where I just go, no, I haven't thought about that much, so I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to put forward uh, uh, my my opinion on and it. You, and you'd rather go, you know, I I don't want to have a say in this, or like, you know, I don't have enough enough to talk about in this and not go off emotion that's which is it what a lot, yeah you, which is what you, a lot of these people are going like this knee-jerk reaction oh it's got too much violence in oh there's naked oh, they'll people. just throw out some anecdotal thing yeah yeah like, and oh, it, you on. know and I, I remember having a debate recently with with a family member about you know about guns and i'm just like you know if i'm i should be able to walk into a shop in australia and, and buy a gun and he's like oh you shouldn't be able to do that i'm like well, why i'm a law-abiding citizen on the principle of it as long as I pass all the tests within a country, I should be able to buy a gun. And he rattled off some whole bunch of stuff about like you know, gun violence and this and that. And I could have, and I said, look, and they said, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Why can't I buy a gun? And, and sometimes those anecdotal things or those, you know, bad perception of things without knowing, you know, understanding certain parts of it, really make it frustrating to talk to some people mm. and again it goes back to this going back to bringing it all back about the artwork about the guns about any kind of political issue without with any sort of um censorship sort of issue um it goes back to what people feel comfortable with and that's not a really good way of going about these sort of things again these parents wanted to censor these sort of stuff because they felt their children might get sad or offended or this and that and that's a really bad way of looking at it. And again, it goes back to what you said, Kieran. You you need to be challenged and said, but you said no. You need to be challenged. You need to look look expand your horizons, and make of that. You what need you something will. that's dear to your heart to be broken. Oh yeah, all you the need, time. I absolutely feel that you need something dear to your heart, something that you truly believe in, to just be broken and for you to be shown. This is actually not how it's supposed to be. Actually, this is this is not it. And I and I've. I've turned, mm. um, and I think I I, it's, I I think you need that, but you can't do that in confrontation though. There's no way. Oh no. There's no way. I mean, there's there's sort of some points, and I, I've deliberately done this as well, where I've just gone, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm going for confrontation because this is just going to be a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah. Um. Whereas if you're actually wanting to persuade someone, you can't you can't do it in confrontation. But this is what because adult I, adults take time mm. to change. They're not going to change overnight, especially if it's a concrete held belief. 
But and this goes back to the two articles I brought in you know, about the Shakespeare and about the uh, the artwork. Who does this benefit by censoring these two pieces of art? And I would say nobody. In fact, it just hinders people. Yeah, it from it, doing it, it benefits the parents. Well, how? Because they're getting what they want. Yeah, but that. that <laughs> but there's a, that, they're but, getting what they but there's want. There's more negatives to that than positives. It is. It's super detrimental. I mean, like not just talking about obviously Romeo and Juliet. I'm just talking about any subject that's not discussed. It can't be unpacked and and like seen for what it is. If you pack something away, like mm. let's go back to someone we talked about on my first opinion. Appearance. Yeah, Milo. Everyone keeps pronunciation talking. episode. Pronunciation. <laughs> um, Milo Yiannopoulos, guy's a bit of a tool, but if you keep banning him from talking, none of his stuff is unpacked and discussed and dissected, yeah. and then only then he kind of grows bigger and more infamous. Mm. And then that's the same thing that happens with like Romeo and Juliet. If it's not unpacked or whatever, then it just it grows and it becomes more of a risque thing. Whereas if you actually analyze it and discuss oh. it and, and thought about it critically, you can see, oh, it's just this. It's not that bad. Maybe the parents wanted their kids to actually learn Romeo and Juliet. So they tried to ban it. Oh, doing like yeah, a... They're oh, they're oh, they're I see what's play. going on. <laughs> Catcher in the rye. Like, you know, catch 22 something, you know. Yeah, we'll make it real it, bad and then everyone will read it. And then my kids will read it. <laughs> I see what's going That's not a bad idea. Well oh. done, Western Australia. A fine... <laughs> a fine Some state. smart cookies out <laughs> And the town that this happened in, Bustleton, actually has the Southern Hemisphere's largest... Lo- sorry, longest jetty. And I have walked on this longest jetty. And in fact, there's people... Shut up now. There's people uh, on the beach in summer and you can hear them. And you walk out on the jetty and you get to a point on the jetty because it's so far out that you can't actually hear the people on the beach anymore. Oh, so by walking far out, you can censor them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think with that, we've done like over an hour now, believe it or not. I would like to thank Kieran for another fantastic episode. Episode 12 of the We Only Do One Tech podcast. That means we've been going for three months. We have been going for three months. That's pretty good. I'm very impressed that we'll be able to keep it up week by week. That is three months. Amazing. That's amazing. And we'd like to thank our return guest on our three-month anniversary, <laughs> which is not a real anniversary because anniversary means year. Let's make it real, damn it. First, <laughs> well, he's our first re- repeat return. That's right. In a business sense. In that's business good. Sense. Yeah, it's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you guys had me back. It was he, a lot of fun. Chocolate, so oh, great. Yes. Speaking dude. of chocolates, uh, I hope everyone bought their partners some chocolates for Shit. Valentine's Day yesterday. Because this does come out on the Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jess, don't listen All to this. All <laughs> flowers. All flowers. What are you getting, Jess? By the uh, way, by the time she listens to this, you, you will have already given it to her. Um, I'll give it to her. <laughs> you could go see the lady at Club X that we know. Oh, what the? Oh. Actually, Jess would be up for that. Have you not? Have you not? Yeah, but that, you know, you know, go see her. Yeah, grab something. By the way, tell her to come onto the podcast. Oh, you should. I'll come with you. Go, to, to you know what? <laughs> All right, we'll go in. What a Valentine's Day we're gonna have. Kira and I are gonna go and talk to some <laughs> a lady of. Anyway, uh, that's the story for <laughs> next week, I think. But, Niall, thank you so much for being our first returning guest Absolute onto the pleasure. podcast. Absolute pleasure. 
And uh, like I said, check us out on the on Facebook, which is uh, just search for We Only Do One Take Podcast. We have a We Only Do One, Do One Take Podcast group now, which is great. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, we've only got two reviews at the moment, but we haven't got any on iTunes. So if you want to do that, you can make fun of us as much as you possibly can. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Thursday. After the plane landed, Jones was taken to a local hospital to be examined for possible fatal illness. EMTs, that's the emergency straw rape that are. <laughs> <laughs>